We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to Kits and Wagers. We are talking futures. This is the futures edition over the internet, or not not the international break, over the winter break. I guess it is the international break, whatever you want to call it. Winter break, international break. I'm Adam Zadroik, joined by Chris Owen, who is coming to us from another location. Uh, you're in an Airbnb. Are you still in Idaho? Are you still in the mountains? What's going on? That's correct. Last leg. Um, we kind of just uh, figured we'd, we'd stick around, do a little um, relaxing and uh, get, you know, get some more sun here. Importantly, it's just dark this time of the year in Seattle. So uh, just need a little bit more vitamin C over here in the uh, state over. But yeah, um, it'd be nice to get back to the home office and, and really, uh, really uh, work from there. But uh, uh, excited to talk over the international break. We you know, it's been a, it's been it was a pretty good week of soccer last week in uh, the Premier League, and uh, it's good to uh, watch some of these World Cup qualifiers this week and, and kind of dig into them. I know last night was USA, uh, or you know, a lot of Concacaf qualifiers, so I had my eyes on those and uh, you know watched the USA game. So it was good to see them get three points, and uh, you know, most importantly, sitting second in the table behind Canada, setting up for a huge match uh, later this weekend. Yeah, I can't believe you're complaining about the lack of sunlight in Seattle. Like you're talking to someone in Michigan over here. Uh, so, you know, we're dealing with uh, constant snowstorms, constant. Uh, uh, no, uh, I don't see any sun out there. It does look bright, but th- I, there's no sun. Uh, the sun does not <laughs> exist in Michigan in winter. So uh, I guess I need to get somewhere where there's sun. I am going to yep. Mexico in a couple months, so I'm, I'm not, we'll, we'll look, we'll look to that in the future, but so, Chris, are you wearing another Liverpool jersey? What's going on here with your kit? Um, uh, yep. So, you know, kits and wagers here. Uh, I saw this week, you know, it was uh, the birthday of one Luis Suarez turning 35. Um, you know, just looking back, I got I got this kit. It's 2013-14, so a.k.a. the season, the season, where Luis Suarez was suspended for, I think, the first eight matches. Um, you know, a total of 10 for that uh that uh, issue that they had was it uh, was it on Manchester United and Nani, um, but anyways, regardless, um, he scored 33 goals in 31 games. Um, he had more goals than some of the, the bottom teams that season. It was like just 
you know, ma- pure magic that season. And um, so it was his birthday, watched a bunch of his highlights from that season and uh, figured out, oh, you know, I'd whip this kid out here. We got, uh, so it's uh, Luis Suarez from the 2013-14 season. Um, when it was just pure electricity every time he stepped on the pitch. So, um, yep, just excited to have that one. This one in the bag, you know, there's a, it gets pretty deep in the Liverpool kit uh, kit room. So there might be some special ones later on this season that I pull out, but I thought it was a, a good time to pull this one out as he's turning 35 and, you know, pretty uh, bit of a lightning rod um, of controversy as a player. And, uh, you know, whether you're one of those guys that, uh, you know, you'd rather have on your team than play against. So, uh, you know, shout out Luis Suarez and uh, had to whip this one out this week. But it looks like you got a classic on. Yeah, for, uh, for Suarez here, lightning rod of controversy. He's actually still playing in for Uruguay. So he actually scored yesterday. So I think you uh... – that was like telepathic, his goal, and then you're like, I'm gonna just gonna wear this kit. So there you go. Late birthday late birthday present for Louis. <laughs> yeah, uh classic Germany kit. So this is like nineties. We're talking Jurgen Klinsmann days. Uh so you know, you know, I'm I'm half German and half Polish, and the Poland team, there's not really anything good you can say about them. So I, most of my, you know, my genes, most of that support goes to Germany. Uh, you know, we got, we got uh, Lewandowski right now, but he doesn't really, he doesn't really do it on the inter- international stage and just, uh, but yeah, here's Germany. So futures for, well, there's a clean. Cl- yeah. That's a classic though, that the 1992 Germany kit is what I, I think that is. I don't know if they, uh, well, they performed in it, but um, oh, is it? I you know, good to see I that one. I've seen nineteen ninety. Okay, it's it's somewhere in those early nineties. Yeah, I think ninety two, ninety three is what I'm seeing here okay. with a quick search. Either way, I think Klinsmann was on that team, the uh, the German legend and legendary USMNT manager. Definitely. So. <laughs> All right, so between game weeks 23, 24, futures this week, let me actually pull up. I have the last time we talked, November 12th. That was our last futures show. If you're watching on YouTube, I got it on our screen. So we got the table on the left side is from three months ago, basically. And on the right side, it's the current. So a lot of things, maybe not a lot of things, but – I guess the main thing at the top here, Chelsea back then, they were what up three points, first place in the table. They were sitting around, I don't know, plus, we said it before the show, plus 100 or something to win it all. And now they're at plus 800. Now Manchester City, nine points ahead of Liverpool. And they're minus 1,000, minus 1,200 to, to win the title. There's really no point in betting the title right now. Uh, I guess what are your thoughts about – so Manchester City, is there any way anyone can overtake them right now? You know, they have they played one more game than Liverpool, but even then, if Liverpool win that extra game, it's still six points. You think Liverpool can actually catch Manchester City? As a soccer analyst writer, um, I would say no. Um, as a fan, I would say absolutely. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. City too deep. Uh, Liverpool just, you know, sounds like they might, they may add Luis Diaz here in the, in the window, but I don't, just don't think that puts them over the top against City, you know, where they're going. 
they have their second 11 is, you know, just slightly worse than their first 11. Um, you can't say that the same for Liverpool. They would need a lot of help um, from a lot of teams for that to happen. But uh, that said, you know, they know what they're doing. They're not, they're what, uh, a season, two seasons removed from uh, a title. So I, I think, you know, they still got a shot, but just the, the fact that they're, you know, nine points adrift, um, you know, getting the the depth, the depth is always tested in the second half of the season. We'll see what happens with Saudi Omane and Mo Salah when they come back from AFCON. It uh, makes me a little dubious that they'd be able to come back against a, a city team who is arguably the deepest team in European football. So I don't, I don't think it happens, but I, I'm hopeful. Yeah, the funny thing with the odds here, so Liverpool plus 700, they're, I mean, they're currently only one point above Chelsea. Granted, Chelsea have played two extra matches, but Chelsea are plus 10,000 to win the title. So it's it's quite a wide range here. It looks like it's really only a Manchester City and, and Liverpool here to have a chance. But I guess while we're talking about them, there is a bet for most goals. We got Liverpool minus 162. Manchester City plus 100. Currently, we got Manchester City 55 goals, Liverpool 58 goals. And again, Liverpool have played one fewer match. So you got to think if they score three more, they're probably five or six goals ahead right now. Do you think, you know, that's maybe they're not going to hang their hat on uh, the most kind, most goals, but you think Liverpool are the best bet? Or I don't know, I kind of like you're getting plus odds for Manchester City. I just feel like they're always in play for, you know, seven goals, six goals in, the, in a match. Whereas Liverpool, it's like they get three, they get four, and then, you know, they don't really care to score anymore. That's kind of how – I guess that's kind of how, I don't know, how they've really played. I don't know if that's their actual mentality, but that's kind of how matches have played out for them. Yeah, they tend to go a little bit more game management style versus, like, City, who's going to put up, like, five or six on Norwich – or Watford and just like demolish them just because they, they can. And I don't know if that's a mindset thing or just a fact that they're just have so much more quality than those lower teams. I would say, you know, minus 162 for Liverpool, not good enough odds for me to bet. You know, you're not going to not the best return. And if you can get City at plus 100, I mean, you know, plus odds, they got to, like, you, as you mentioned, they can go out and score, you know, four plus goals, five plus goals on, on you know, half the table then why not take those plus odds? Uh, so I, I would lean City here just because those those negative odds for Liverpool aren't very good and aren't good enough to really um, you know, give you a good return. Yeah, so these odds, I, I wrote about it earlier in the week. I thought they were different. So I was, the odds I just gave, the minus 162 and, and plus 100, that was at William Hill, which is run by Caesar Sportsbook in, in the States. But I grabbed from DraftKings, you can get minus 125 for Liverpool and then minus 110 for Manchester City. So that's a pretty big difference. So would you take the minus 125 for Liverpool right there? Yeah, actually, that's interesting you found that because I, I would, you know, that's on our cusp. That's on the, the Kits and Waiters podcast cusp of where we, where we take a bet at. Um, game in hand, you know, pretty similar amount of, uh, of goals. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, Liverpool – consistently find the back of the net i think i would potentially take it minus 110 isn't much better um i'd be interested to see what some of the previous tables have been uh in the last like two to three seasons and, and who's finished without those or w- with the most goals um but they, they're always like right in there so i think in minus 125 i would i would entertain the idea of liverpool with the most goals all right so moving down the table here i guess we can get into uh probably the main 
maybe the main talking point in the table is, so you got the top four. And just looking at the screen, so uh, Manchester United, they're in 38 points behind them, West Ham, Arsenal, Tottenham. That's really, you know, the competitors there to finish top four. You, you got Wolves at 34 points, but I, I don't know. I, that's, I don't, that's another story, I guess. So looking at the odds, Manchester United plus 163. Again, these odds are based on what I'm looking at from different places. They're, they're kind of all over the place. So I think I grabbed, again, I grabbed these ones from William Hill, which is run by Caesar Sportsbook. Uh, so you got top four, Manchester United and Tottenham are both plus 163, Arsenal plus 225, and then West Ham plus 900, I guess. Uh, Wolves are down there. I didn't actually write down their odds, but what are we looking at for the fourth team here in the table? I mean, as we saw three months ago, Brighton was in this conversation. Uh, I think Manchester United, because the teams around them actually had better odds to finish top four, uh, if I believe correctly. But yeah, uh, Tottenham, they've they've come around with Conte. That, uh, I guess we had that conversation <laughs> uh, on our last show about uh, yeah. about what was going on with Tottenham's form, Chelsea's form in league play, and uh, it turned out that you know Chelsea are just a better team. So, but do we have a favorite here to finish top four? Uh, I mean, you're getting plus odds in all of these, so that's that's a pretty good bet. Yeah, I would say I think you know the way the table looks right now, I would still go with Manchester United. I think of the teams behind them, West Ham, Arsenal, Tottenham, you know, those three teams having the best potential to make top four. They're just, they just have a better quality overall. Of course, you know, they brought in Ralph Ragnick, who is, um, you know, for all purposes, a better manager than Ole. Um, I think he, they might, you know, where Ole would, teams under, United under Ole, they would struggle to win ugly, which is very key here in the Premier League to grind out those, those one nil, those two ones, you know, to just like to get a lead and keep it. Um, I think they're a little bit more defensively sound now. And uh, I think, I would take the Manchester United odds there to stay in the top four. I think in one of our earlier pods uh, over the international break, I talked about a little bit about Cristiano Ronaldo and like how he's been with his, in his previous teams, he's been, you know, top four pretty much like 16 of the last, like, you know, of the last seasons here where he's found, he's gotten into champions league football. I think the only other time was with Juventus a couple seasons ago. And they were struggling, but um, I just think with Ronaldo on the team, Ralph Ragnick managing them, and just United having a better overall core of players, that that they shouldn't have a problem um, making the top four. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's between ours, not Arsenal, Tottenham, and Manchester United. I think Arsenal are kind of uh, just just given their depth. Like I don't know. They aren't really. They haven't really added anyone yet in the transfer window, and their depth is a, a massive issue right now. Like they don't have a right back to to take over for Tomiyasu when he's hurt. Like they don't really have backups in central midfield for Partey and and Chaka. Like those guys were just suspended uh, in their last match, and then even up front, like if they're losing Aubameyang, like they don't really have a ton of guys. Like they're starting you know, Smith Rose may be coming off the bench lately, but their depth is just, I think that's their main issue with, and uh, why I wouldn't be taking them. But I do kind of like Tottenham. They're getting like, they're going to get Son Heung-min back from injury, which is going to be a huge help. But I don't think Bergwijn's been healthy, like the majority of the season. I'm not sure how often he's actually played with Son, uh, partly because, uh, you know, the prior manager, 
Uh, Nuno wasn't actually playing him that much, but I wonder if, you know, Bergwijn, he had the, he had those two goals to come back against Leicester. I wonder if like he gets more time, him and son, you know, get some work together and with Kane, like, I think they're playing well enough. I know, I know I bashed Tottenham on our last show, but I think they're playing well enough that maybe defensively, you know, they're, they're also going to get back uh, uh, Christian Romero. He's been hurt for around one or two months. So I think maybe defensively they're probably more sound than Manchester United. Uh, just looking at upcoming schedules here, it's kind of it's kind of even in terms of you know positive matchups. Like both of them have over the next five like pretty enticing games outside of what uh, game week twenty eight Manchester United are at Manchester City and then Tottenham game week twenty six they're at Manchester City. So outside of those, they both have similar schedules. So I don't think, you know, this is something where you can wait and see what happens in, in the coming weeks to wait and bet on that. But it's more of a personal preference thing, I guess, I guess is what we're getting at here. They're, they're the same odds. If, do you like Harry Kane? Do you like Cristiano Ronaldo? Do you like Tottenham's defense, their ability to win 1-0? Maybe slightly better, but like you said, Manchester United are kind of doing that lately. So it's kind of a thing of who, who you actually believe in. And right now, Maybe I, I kind of believe a little bit more in Conte's Tottenham. That's, you know, that's just a personal thing. Yeah, that's certainly interesting. I mean, Conte has proven that he can get teams, you know, either to some silverware in the top four and get them to perform maybe a little bit higher than their talent level would make you think. Um, as I, met, I mentioned the Ronaldo stat, but dating back to 2002, um, 2003, when he was at Sporting, all the way until – um, this past season when he was at Juventus, he's never he's only finished out of the top three with a team one time, and that was with the Juventus last season when they finished fourth. So, um, you know, that's a pretty big sample size, big enough to, for me to be like, all right, Cristiano Ronaldo is not going to play on a team that doesn't finish in the top four. Um, so that's where I'm at with that. And I think I, I would still take Manchester United, and that's, you know, all by an individualized stat. I still think that they have enough quality. Ralph Ragnick, and of course, uh, the pedigree of Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, I mean, betting against Cristiano Ronaldo, that's, I guess that's <laughs> the thing there. Do you want yeah. to do it or do you not want to do it? I, I already took Ronaldo under 20 and a half goals, and that's looking, that's looking okay right now. I'm not going to say it's looking good because, yeah. you, you know, it's looking okay right now. So yeah. I guess the next thing before we get into the relegation talk, uh, so we have. Uh, finish top half here. Let me read the odds. Leicester minus 200, Brighton minus 150, Villa minus 150, Southampton plus 350, Palace plus 400, Leeds plus 1000. Uh, just looking at the table here. So the cutoff right here, we're sitting at 26 points, but you know, top, top nine teams uh, with Brighton at ninth place, they have 30 points below them. That's where it gets, uh, you know, they drop off by four points. But again, all these teams did not play the same amount of matches. So realistically, they're all pretty similar because, I mean, Brighton, they, they've they drawn the most amount of matches in the season. So, And they've also played pretty much more than Leicester, more than Villa, even more than the Wolves. So uh, what, what's the bet here? Do we have – I mean, we're not going to bet one of, these, one of these favorites here at minus 150. Like, that's – I, there's no value right there, but are we? Do we no. think anything for Southampton, Crystal Palace, Leeds? Is there any reason to go that route? Uh, I I would say of those three teams that we're talking about with with plus odds, with the Southampton at three fifty, Palace at four hundred, 
The most enticing one is Leeds. Um, they we have not seen the best out of Leeds in the first half of the season at all. They've they've kind of start to swing around here um, in the last few weeks. I think. I mean, they've you know they've won, they've won their last two of three. They're playing a little bit better, but they are so far down in the, um, in the table. That all that said, you know, there's only what. 20 let's see Leeds are sitting on 22 points Leicester City on 26 Leeds are 15th Leicester City are 10th so it takes a couple results to get up there in the top half and I and I don't you know I think it's possible plus 1,000 odds is like one of those a little bit shot in the big pretty big shot in the dark um I think of those three teams they have the best attack and and um you know they they were so they were missing so many players in the in the first half and mainly in their defense so they were kind of throwing a hodgepodge deep uh, back line together for a lot of that first half. And I think if they can get some consistency, consistency in their starting 11, that a plus 1000 bet, you know, is enough to be like, Oh, sure. Let's take Let's take a shot at it. Uh, otherwise Southampton, you know, I just don't think they have enough where they're going to, they're going to be able to finish in the top half. And then with Crystal Palace, I mean, Patrick Vieira has done an incredible job with them and um, you know, it would be interesting, but for my money, Plus one thousand odds, a little bit of shot in the dark. I like Leeds to to potentially finish in the top half if they can get a, a run of results here. Yeah, I mean, was Leeds my best bet last week? So, <laughs> like, like I agree with this. I I just don't. I don't know. I think maybe Bamford's going to be coming back, and maybe that's you know that's going to give him the juice to that'd be huge to really come through. But like I said last week, so it was the first time all season they had like all their regular starting defenders. And then it turns out like they couldn't score against Newcastle at home. That might've been the first match all season where they didn't score. So like, that's just fresh in my mind. Like I agree with what you're saying, but it's like, I just bet on them to beat Newcastle and then they lost one nil at home. So that's kind of the thing I'm worried about, but like you're getting plus 1000 on them. And if you're watching on YouTube, I pulled up the, the uh, 2020 table, you know, they finished ninth, 59 points, but they scored 62 goals. I think that's, if you're comparing that to this season, that like, that's, that's the huge difference right now. They're sitting at what 24 goals through 22 matches, which is pretty crazy. Like I said, I feel like they're scoring at least one every match, but it seems like they are only scoring one every match which is the problem. And then they've had their defensive issues allowed 40 more goals, 40 goals, which is what the fourth, fifth worst in the league. So yeah. yeah third, third worst, third worst in the league. The yeah, third worst back line in the league. Tied with them. Okay. Yeah. They're tied with Watford, but yeah. maybe they're getting healthy. Maybe Banford's going to be back over the international break here. Plus 1000 odds. Like that's not terrible. And like, if you want actually plus odds to finish top half, that's the way to go. Like I've been, I've been saying that maybe last show or so I do like Villa just like going forward. Uh, but you know, minus one I'm just not gonna, I don't know if that's a good enough reason to take Villa to finish top half at minus one fifty. Like I, there's not a ton of point to that. Sure. Like you could get, get a few bucks, but there's also the chance. I don't know something doesn't work out and you know Coutinho and Gerard have a falling out and then they just fall apart <laughs> but it's like it'll just it's, it'll just be so reminiscent you know of, of previous seasons at Liverpool <laughs> right, <where they're... laughs> but no I, yeah the minus 150 for Villa isn't really a thought for me you know you, you don't the odds aren't great 
I mean, Villa have a really strong. They have. I mean, they just put, brought a column, uh, column Chambers to their back line, which I think will help a lot. Um, not that he's in, like the the world's greatest center back, but I think you know they have a, they have one. You know, uh, starting from a starting eleven perspective, they have one of the deeper starting elevens. But at minus one fifty, you don't get a ton of value. You know, so mm-hmm. it's kind of not really worth it. Um, if we were to entertain this in a you know a month or two and see where they're at in the table, then you might get a little bit better odds if they can't string together some results. But at minus one fifty, it's not really worth it. Um, the Leeds attack and the Villa attack are are not so dissimilar for me, and um, you know. Getting Patrick Bamford back for any sort of amount of time will give them a big boost. And I think overall, like like I mentioned, their back line has struggled so immensely. You know, they, they've they've shipped 40 goals this season. Like they haven't been good at all. And if they can get uh, you know, like Luke Ayling missed a significant a significant amount of time. He played 38 games last season. I think even the season before he was close to that number too. So it's like get those guys back in the back line. And maybe they stop shipping so many, so many dang goals and, and start to put a, a couple more results back together. And, you know, if right now it's plus 1000, I think next time we talk, it might be maybe half that. Yeah. Well, the thing I, I was going to say here, I don't, the odds might actually get better. I mean, depending, really? depending what happens, just looking at the schedule here. So they're at Aston Villa at Everton home against Manchester United home against Tottenham at Leicester. So they don't really have an easy match in the next five game weeks. On the other end of that, you know, they could win. They could get a point at Aston Villa. They could win at Everton. They could get points against United or Tottenham. Like, and on one end, they could, you know, lose (laughs) three or four of these. Their odds will be plus 2,000 a month from now. Or, you know, they can get a win somewhere. They can get a few draws. Like, they're getting points from teams above them in the table and then maybe, you know, that those odds will be looking at plus 700 plus maybe not 500. But uh, so I, I guess it's uh, I guess you could either believe fully in leads and, you know, assume maybe they'll get a win against a team like Manchester United or, you know, hope that they can lose three matches, get better odds a month from now and then think that, you know, they're going to be awesome. Uh, the final three months of the season, they're just going to go on a winning streak, and then, uh, and then you'll get plus two thousand or plus whatever odds, and and uh, everyone will be calling you Nostradamus. But <laughs> you know, these are, uh, I guess, plus one thousand still pretty good. So the schedule is tricky. Um, I don't know if I would personally put you know money on it, but it's something I'd at least consider because, like, like we've been talking, we we like. I think Leeds are better than, you know, Brentford above them in the table. They're pro- as good as Southampton, as good as Crystal Palace. So they just dealt with injuries. But We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com I guess the main portion of the show here, the, the uh, most exciting part of our show is we got relegation talk coming up here. So relegation, let me pull up the ticker on the bottom. If you're watching on YouTube, we got everything. We got to finish bottom. We got relegation. We got the least amount of goals. So let's start with, uh, let's just start with relegation in general here. So Norwich minus 450. Watford minus 333, Burnley minus 200, Newcastle plus 138, Everton plus 400, Brentford plus 600. So clearly there's not a ton of value. It seems like you got your three favorites to finish bottom and then nothing really else. I I guess the thing is like it's because, you know, Newcastle, they really haven't added a ton yet in the window, but the window's not over yet, so that could obviously change. So you probably don't want to bet that. But the thought is, you know, a team like Newcastle, a team like Everton, we're going to get uh, Calvert-Lewin or Charleston back for the second half of the season. Uh, Brentford, who, you know, they've been okay. But the thought is these te- three teams are going to finish bottom. Is is there any reason to go someone else? Um, I would say not – I would love to see Norwich make it out, like not get relegated over Newcastle. You know, just <laughs> Newcastle gets this massive investment. Um, and then all of a sudden they can't bring anybody in the window. Right. Eddie Howe's a great manager, but you know, his last team when he was in the Premier League, he was, he was relegated if I'm, if I'm correct. Um, but uh, it's like, <clears throat> I would love to see Norwich make it. I just don't think Watford, you know, it's a, it's a turnstile of managers there. They have no sort of consistency. If I'm, if you, imagine being a player there and you're like, uh, you know, I'm on my third manager this season. Um, tactics aren't the same. You know, your playing time might not be the same. I just don't think there, there's any way that they can not get relegated. And then Burnley, it's like <laughs> every season we're like, they just like, it's been like a, a casual drop off of like, all right, Burnley's, you know, they're right in there. They, they, they've shown that they can, they can win a relegation scrap, but this season, you know, they sold their best player, I think. I don't think that they're going to be able to stay out of there. And they're on what's uh, they're on 12 points out of 20 games. They have not been good at all. I think they, they dropped. But 
the conversation here is whether it's Norwich or Newcastle. I think Everton, as you mentioned, they return some players and, you know, is, are they going to ride out Duncan Ferguson for the rest of the season here and, and try to, you know, go with a, a, cla- a classic Everton um, former player, for, you know, interim manager to, to bring them to, uh, I guess, out of the relegation zone. We'll see. But uh, yeah, I, I think the conversation is Norwich or Newcastle. Yeah, so while you're talking, I was doing some math because so at William Hill, they have a relegation treble that you can bet on. So that's you can bet the three teams, all three teams to be relegated. So you get Norwich, Watford, and Burnley at plus one seventy five. So normally, like if you do that, they have an automated you know bet like this. It's usually worse odds, but so I, I put in the the uh, the odds they give for the other three teams, all the three teams to be relegated. It comes out at plus one thirty eight. So you're actually getting value here with this treble bet on William Hill at plus 175. So if you don't think any other team could be relegated, like this is, you know, you're getting plus 175 right here, arguably the three worst teams in the league. Like this is, you know, we're a little more than halfway through the season. So I don't think this is, uh, I guess the question is Norwich coming off back-to-back wins. Is is that, is that going to scare you? Is, is Sean Deitch, you know, a guy who's, who always seems to get out of relegation? Does that scare you? Like, or is this plus one seventy five a good bet? Is is that bet with Burnley, Wofford, and Newcastle as your bottom three? No, Norwich, not Newcastle. Oh, okay, gotcha. The Newcastle um, one would be plus four hundred with. Well, I guess that's Norwich. It. I could read all these out. It's just. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the, a the lot. Bet, yeah, yeah. The the plus one seventy five is with is including Norwich, Wofford, and Burnley though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you can get plus odds on that, that seems like a, an interesting bet. I think, you know, Newcastle certainly are hoping that they get bring a player or two in here um, by the end of the window. They got three days, and if they do, I think you'll see those odds change. But yeah, I would I would absolutely entertain that Burnley Watford Norwich relegation for plus one seventy five. That's those are great odds. All right, so going deeper into the odds here, one I, I kind of like. I kind of like a decent amount. So the team to finish bottom, we got Norwich at plus 110, Watford plus 250, Burnley plus 275, Newcastle plus 1,000. So I I put on my article at uh, rotowire.com this week. I did. It's There's a lot of of Burnley bashing. And I guess if, you, if you've seen the, uh, the title screen for the podcast this week on YouTube, it's Sean Deitch looking – somewhat depressed you know there's some clouds <laughs> hanging over him like it's uh that's this is kind of what i'm getting at here so burnley they lost chris wood and they're basically the only way i think you know they get out of relegation and they just get out of this fight is if maxwell cornet like is i don't know their savior like he stays healthy and like he's scoring goals for them otherwise like they're stuck with Bidra, they're stuck with Jay Rodriguez, they're stuck with Aaron Lennon as their top forwards. And like obviously Cornette's a massive help, but you know, every time he played in the first half of the season, he was getting injured. Now he's coming out of AFCON. So he's he's got some more, you know, more travel, more I don't know how intense those games are, but more games under his belt. And like if you just think, okay, maybe Cornette's gonna miss half of the rest of the game. So maybe he only plays in 10 of the, however many 18 games left, that kind of thing. Like you can get Burnley to finish bottom at plus plus two seventy five, And sure. I don't like, I don't really like Watford and Norwich are so, so, but 
don't you think like Burnley to finish bottom? They're currently bottom right now. They have one win, least amount in the league. Like getting them at plus two seventy five, finish bottom is are the odds just scared of what Sean Deitch? Is that is that kind of what's going on here? <laughs> well, first of all, great selection on the 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 um, the image there for our YouTube. <laughs> it's just a sad Sean Deitch, you know. It's tough. It's tough to see, really. You know, as a as a as having watched Burnley the last few seasons, you know, he, he's often. You know, maybe angry, maybe uh, uh, very forthright, but yeah, he looks like pensive and sad and just like, and that's basically been their season. So you, you hate to see a sad Sean Dyche, but yeah, those odds are interesting on uh, DraftKings. You can get plus 300 for Burnley to finish bottom, which is, um, you know, slightly better, but yeah, I don't know. I think, I just think it's going to be Watford. Like I said, they're on their like third manager of the season. I think Burnley, yeah, when I look at these teams, I think about those, you know, Newcastle, Eddie Howe, pretty good manager, can, you know, coach to a system. Burnley, Sean Dyche has shown various amount of times that he can pull a team out of the, the the bottom of the table. And now we've got Roy Hodgson, who prior to his last stop at West Brom, you know, had never, I think it was some crazy stat, like he had never had a team relegated. Um, but then they got relegated. So it's just like there's no consistency for Walker. I think if I was to take a team, I would go Wofford to finish bottom. They're at plus 250 on DraftKings. I'm not sure what they're on on William Hill, but that would be my bet. Um, Burnley, yeah. yeah, they're missing the players. I mean, it'll be interesting to see Cornette now. Him and Dwight McNeil are probably their best player. It'll be interesting to see what Cornette does when he comes back from AFCON, how healthy he is, you know, if his body breaks down from the amount of games. Because at this point, he's the only one scoring goals for them. So I think you're on the right You're on the right track here. It'll be tough for Burnley to, to miss out, but <clears> – <throat> I just think it's Wofford, in my opinion. I do want to point out, I don't know if this changes your mind. So Roy Hodgson, he was actually at Crystal Palace most recently. Oh, Palace. Okay. And they actually weren't relegated. He just left uh, over the summer kind of thing. I I thought he wasn't, I thought he was going to retire. Like, Maybe it was Big Sam I was thinking of. Yeah, I heard he, he was heard, at West yeah. Brom. Yeah. yeah he came that. in late in the season or something, pretty much when they're yeah. already ready. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Crystal Palace, okay. they finished 14th last season. Uh, year before that, they were 14th. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I I can totally confuse Big Sam and Roy Hodgson. There, Big Sam was at West Brom. They brought mm-hmm. him in middle of the season to to pull him out of relegation, and, and they didn't. So that, whatever I just said, just forget it. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah I, I think still, regardless, is... I still think it's Wofford just okay. based on on the the changeover. It'll be I don't I don't know if Roy keeps him up. I think the thing with I think they're just getting Roy for like the rest of the season. Cause he's not a guy. Like I thought, like I said, I thought he's going to retire. Um, yeah. He's, he's probably on like a half year deal right now. He's not going to be here long-term. So that's, you know, that's another consideration. So like who are these players? I guess obviously these players want to play in the premier league, but I don't know. So, so we're talking about players returning from injury. Like as Myla Sar has been out for maybe one or two months now and he's, he should be coming back soon. So, like, you're adding Sar for the second half. Like, you got King, you got Pedro's been playing well, you got Dennis. They've added, they've added, I don't know, Kamara, they've added Samir, they've added, uh, they said Kayembe, they added, uh, uh, who's that, the guy, uh, Samuel Kalu, they just added that guy from uh, Bordeaux, I think he was playing in, in France. Like, they, they're actually making moves, whereas Burnley are a team, like, you know they're never making moves. So you got yeah. – maybe, maybe, you know, this 
they're not familiar playing with each other, but I just think they're at least making moves to stay up and they're getting Sar back who is when he was playing, like he was one of, he was their best player and definitely probably better than anyone on Burnley. So I think I just, that is reason enough to, you know, take Watford to finish bottom over a team like Burnley. Like you look at Burnley's depth chart and it's just like, these guys have been here forever sure you got younger younger ones like brown hill and, and they brought obviously we talked about cornet and stuff like that actually barnes been constantly injured for two years uh connor roberts just got his first start and you got this but I, they just have a way better back line than Watford yeah, it's because it's just because they oh watford does no Burnley has a way better okay. yeah yeah yeah, I mean, the thing with that is, like, you got your your Ben Mees and Tarkowski's. Like, these guys have been playing, starting 38 matches for the last five years kind of a thing. So In the England International Jams, Tarkowski? <laughs> Put some respect on that name, Adam. <laughs> I think that's – it's also Welsh International, Connor Roberts, if I uh, remember he? correctly. Okay. He played – he was starting, like, on the same side as Gareth Bale in, in Euros uh, this past summer, if, I, uh, if I'm correct here. But I guess going further – with uh, these these Burnley odds here, uh, least amount of goals, minus one thousand for Norwich, plus seven hundred for Burnley. Let me pull up the table again. I was looking at the depth charts if you're watching on YouTube. Again, you can find that rotowire.com/soccer trial. You can get a free ten day trial, no credit card required. If you want to use all the stuff I'm using, some of it is free, some of it is not free. So looking here, goals scored, Burnley. 16 goals in 18 matches. Norwich, 13 goals scored in 22 matches. So, obviously the thing is, Norwich have played four more matches and they have three fewer goals. That's why they're minus 1,000. But, no Chris Wood. Cornette, injury prone. You're, you're asking Aaron Lennon and Jay Rodriguez, you know, to keep scoring goals. Plus 700, what do you think? Adam's favorite player, Aaron Lennon, may I remind you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, I'm sorry, can you repeat those odds for for the least amount of goals for Norwich? Norwich are minus 1,000, Burnley plus 700. Yeah, I mean, I'm not taking a minus 1,000. Burnley... Well, I'm asking, would you consider taking Burnley or, like, just based off those odds? Oh, definitely, yes. I would, I would absolutely consider that. It's just like, it's funny that Norwich have, what, 14 goals, did you say? 13 goals? 13 through 22. They scored, five of those goals came in the last two matches. So it's like, they were sitting on eight goals just a little bit ago. Um, They're in form. A, have you seen Jess Sargent play, like, yeah, it, one, his, at, in one match? At the double against Wofford, you know, the, the, the strong Wofford back line. Um, yeah, no, I... <laughs> I would I would definitely consider Burnley here. They just they like lost their what Chris Chris Wood probably led them in scoring the last you know three to four seasons. I don't he's that's their main source of goals. Cornette obviously is is doing better for them this season, but where are the goals going to come from for Burnley? I would absolutely entertain that idea. Speaking of goals here, I guess we got to end. Uh, and there's not much to talk about. We got uh, these odds changed from earlier in the week. If I'm let me let me look up this. These odds again. I so pulling up. No, I guess it's the same. Okay, I thought Salah was minus six hundred. I saw somewhere, but Mohamed Salah minus four hundred to win goals. 
uh, Jota plus 1200, Ronaldo plus 1400, Kane plus 2000, Barty, Mane, Sterling, Son, Lukaku. Is there any reason, you know, to pick anyone else? Like the only way Salah doesn't win this is if uh, he gets hurt. So, you know, that's you're not going to bet on a player to be injured, really. So, any, any yeah, reason? I don't really think so. I mean, unless he got hurt and missed like a month or two, probably two months. I mean, he's got a six goal lead on the next closest player, and that's his teammate in Dio Jata. So it's like, yeah, I don't really think anybody can. I mean, we talked about uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, and you're under 20 and a half goals bet. Um, earlier, he's sitting on eight goals, eight behind Mohamed Salah. He's got on DraftKings, he's got the next, uh, the third highest odds at plus 1400. That would really be my my only other consideration just because of what he's done in the past. Um, Jamie Vardy, I mean, he's seven goals back, but it's not like he's hurt. I don't even know why they have, why he's like that. He's, He's out for like another month, I think. Yeah, so I think this one's about uh, pretty much well wrapped up. It's minus four hundred on DraftKings. Um, uh, you know, if you're really like, okay, I want to get like a really safe bet, you could put a hundred bucks down and get twenty five back on that minus four hundred. But I don't know. That that would be an interesting bet. I don't. Know. I wouldn't do it, but still, yeah, I think this one's well wrapped up. Oh, the the only other player I could consider is um. I mean, Ronaldo, basically, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. but Jota too, you know, I think we're going to miss Sala for a few more games and Jota's in crazy form right now. So, um, you know, if he comes up with like a hat trick. The like, thing with maybe. him is that he may lose time to Firmino, like going, yeah. not to mention if they get Luis Diaz, like he's a guy that would be moving out of the starting 11. So, yeah. No, you're right. So uh, there's just not, this is not a one I'm going to entertain really mm-hmm. just because it seems pretty well wrapped up. Yeah. So looking at the time, we're already over 40 minutes. So we got, I don't, unless you have anything else, we got to get to our uh, preview special for Canada against the USA. Um, do you have anything else? No, let's, let's crack into this one. Okay. So Canada, uh, this is at Tim Hortons field in Hamilton. Uh, which is, I think this is is Hamilton south of Toronto, I want to say. I believe uh, my trek through uh, Connecticut from Michigan, I believe. I've actually driven through Hamilton. But so Canada, they have... Ontario? Yep. Nice. Yes, south of... uh, South of Toronto. Toronto. Yep. Nice. Right on the the lake there. So we got... So it's going to be... It's going to be cold. I'll say that. Wait, is this... That can't be an outdoor match. All right. (laughs) It's got to be, isn't it? Tim they Horton. just played. They just played Mexico in like minus, like last uh, last qualifier. They played them in like very cold temperatures. Let me look up Tim Hortons Field here real quick. I don't know. It it could be an indoor uh, football team that plays here. I bet that's what it is. It's outdoors. Oh, it's baby. Outdoors. Holy cow! It's called. It's nicknamed the Donut Box. Man, I'm intimidated already. Wow. I'm in. I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I was I was thinking about the U.S. before this one, but now I'm a little donut box. Yeah, they're I, in the they're. I mean, imagine I walking, bet on the road team in the donut no, box. I'll say imagine that. walking into the, the stadium and there's a donut box and thinking you're going to come away with a win. Okay, so good luck. The odds plus one eighty <laughs> for Canada, USA plus one sixty five, draw plus one ninety. They met a few months ago. Uh, it was a one one draw. I was reading off the table here. Canada are one more point above. 
United States through nine matches in qualifying. So USA are favored, but they're going into the donut box. Do you consider taking Canada to win? Uh, pr- probably not, but just, you know, remove like your USA bias from the situation. Would you consider taking Canada to win or would you go with the draw at plus 190? Um, I would honestly take Canada to win here. Like they've been playing, I mean, they're top of the table. They're getting results. They're playing at home. We saw what they did to Mexico at home. I would, I would consider Canada, and then you know you layer on the fact that they're hosting at the freaking donut box. Tim Hortons, you know, like a knack, like that'd be like I don't even know what's comparable for the U.S., but um, like if we had like a barbecue rib stadium or something like that, you know, I wouldn't want to walk into there and play the U.S. But um, yeah, I, I like Canada here. You know, playing good. Um, they're they're scoring goals. They're uh, they're beating everybody here. So I, I think Canada here. Um, to really cement themselves at the top of the table would be a big result. Um, plus 165 is interesting, but I think I'm, I'm taking Canada here. It, it's uh, Sunday. It's supposed to warm up a little bit. It uh, looks like 25 around kick. Um, or Sorry, 15 degrees at night. So it'll probably be around 20 degrees Fahrenheit. I'm not sure what that is in Celsius, but um, with a potential of uh, some PM snow shower. So it should be interesting. Yeah, so I guess before betting this match, I would check on what's going on with Alfonso Davies. He missed the last match. Um, I think it may have been COVID-related, so I'd look into that uh, before doing anything. Uh, but otherwise, I think they're mostly healthy. Uh, Kyle Laren's been been scoring a bunch for him. Used to play for Orlando City. Uh, I can't remember where he's actually playing right now. But – other, I mean, Jonathan David, like he's he's doing well at uh, where's he? Leon, um, no, Junior Hoyle, Hoyle, the, the uh, legend from the Premier League. But Kyle Laren, he is a Besiktas. Okay, so yeah, and Jonathan David is at a uh, Lil, Lil, not Leon. Okay, yes, I got the L's of League One mixed up. Yeah, it's all we all make mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Chris is going plus 190. I'm going to go – wait, yeah, plus 190. Is that the odds? Plus 180 yep. for Canada to win. I'm oh, going to okay. – I think I'm going plus 190 for the draw. Uh, I think, you know, what, Sunday? Uh, let's see. So I'm in Michigan right now. The weather on Sunday in Hamilton, I think we're about level on the uh, uh, on the line here. So it's probably going to be sub-30s. I don't think there's snow in the forecast, but they are by a lake, so we could have some lake effects. So keep that in mind. Um, but it's going to be cold. That means a draw. That's what I'm going with. Uh, you know, USA had trouble scoring this past game against El Salvador. I think they had like a three expected goals. And, you know, they got one late from Antonio. Maybe not late, but they got one from Anthony Robinson. And uh, I think they're going to, both teams are going to have trouble scoring. Um, I mean, we could even bet on the score of this draw or something like that. That would be. Just gonna say plus seven hundred odds or something. So that'll be something to to look at. Uh, might have some more more bets on our Twitter, but I think that's it for our future show. Uh, again, our Twitter's Rotowire Soccer, and also if you have any, I know a lot of people doing our Twitter out there. If you're listening to us, if you have any questions or you know want to ask us about some bets to, to talk about in the show, we got uh, an email soccer at rotowire.com. Pretty simple, and. Uh, all those emails go straight to me so I can answer all your questions. But Chris, the sun is out. We've talked long enough. So like you left Seattle, 
now you're in the mountains, the sun is out. You got to go enjoy the sun, uh, you know, outside of your, your other work that you have. But uh, I guess that's it for the future show. Thanks for joining me and we will see everyone next week. Thanks, Adam. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.